Welcome to the Dominic Enyart Show. Enjoy this broadcast classic from the late great Bob Enyart of Bob Enyart Live. Greetings to the brightest audience in the country. I am Bob Inyart, the pastor of Denver Bible Church. Well, it's here. Today is here, March 30th, 2010. Once every five years, we do a show on taxes. Once every five years. And today's topic is the fair tax solution, a national sales tax that would do away with an income tax. And if you're poor, you make up to $27,000 a year, you're not taxed. Taxes, sales tax, on new goods, on all new goods, but not on used goods, so people are not double taxed. That's the idea of the fair tax. And to discuss this with us here on the 50,000 watt AM 670 KLTT is the author of the book, The Fair Tax Solution, Ken Hoagland. Ken, welcome to Bob and Your Live. Thank you, Pastor. Good to be with you. Well, it's great to have you on. We haven't done a show on taxes in quite a few years. I've been on the air five days a week for about 20 years. And so my very brief description of the fair tax, is it somewhat similar to what you guys are proposing? (laughs) You got it almost perfect. Uh, Actually, um, let me give you the thumbnail description, if I may. The fair tax is a national retail sales tax to replace all federal taxes on income. That means personal income taxes, In, inheritance tax, tax corporate inheritance, tax, right? All those are good. Penalty, alternative minimum tax, capital gains tax, utility tax, sin tax. Every tax, Everything. every other tax would be gone except for the except for the national sales tax. You pay your federal taxes at the cash register. Now, here's what I have to tweak a little bit. Yeah. There's a monthly prebate. We made that word up. That's an advanced rebate. Right. Taxes you would pay on the necessities of life because there will be no exceptions under the fair tax. If it's new and it's for personal consumption, you're going to pay a 23% tax. However, because we don't want taxes on milk and bread and rent and medicine, there is a check that comes to every American household, and that goes to everyone, not just the poor. Mm. But the check is calculated to be 23% of a poverty-level income divided into 12 equal payments. And what that essentially means at the end of the day is if you're below the poverty level, at or below, we've just reimbursed 100% of the fair tax you'll pay that month, that year. But for the middle class, that's a huge boon, too, really means for a family of four, the poverty level is different by family size, it means that you're reimbursed for the taxes you pay on $29,000 of annual spending. All right, or now, put another Ken, way, $29,000 of tax-free spending is what you get under the fair tax. All right, so I understand the fair tax solution. Our audience is conservative, and so okay. I think this has been around a long time, although it's been modified over the years, but I think generally we understand the idea of this national sales tax. Faster, nothing would do more to shift power from the federal government to the individual 
arguably in the history of the country. All right, because hey, you choose when you pay taxes and how much tax you pay by your consumption decisions. It's not decided for you hmm. by a congressional committee. It really takes the power away from Congress, moves it to the individual citizen. Uh, that is a high hill to climb, taking power away from Congress, I will tell you that. Uh, but there are other such good things. You take home your whole paycheck. Nothing is withheld out All of right. your paycheck. All right, Ken Hoagland, here's what we're, we'd like to try something, if that's okay, okay with you. Sure. And I think our audience will indulge us. We'd like to call you right back to get okay. on another line because we're having some difficulties here. So just give us a minute. And we'll call you right back. Good enough. All right. There's a tax poem that's uh, sort of cute. Taxes land, tax what he buys, taxes bed in which he cries, taxes tractor, taxes mule, teach him taxes is the rule. Taxes cow, taxes goat, taxes pants, taxes coat, taxes ties, taxes shirts, taxes work, taxes dirt. Tax emissions, taxes smoke, teach him taxes are no joke. Taxes boat, taxes car, tax the roads he travels far. When he's gone, he won't relax. We'll still be after the inheritance tax. So that's the tax poem at fairtax.com. So, Ken, hopefully this is better. It actually does sound a little more clear on my end. How about Super. you? Yeah, much better. Let me ask okay. you, could I ask you now eight questions sure. about a sales tax generally? Okay. All right, because I have some concerns with this idea, and I think you're the right person to talk to. Fair enough. Anybody who accepts a new federal tax system without having some questions probably doesn't have a head on their shoulders. All right. Well, I, I bet you that's a, that's a very good point. Okay. <laughs> so first off, it seems to me that the government has no right of conscription. So the government does not have the right to force a businessman to become a tax collector. I know many, many people who own their own businesses and they have to collect taxes and they, I think, rightfully hate the government forcing them to be tax collectors. So to start off with, do you think the government has the right to force people to become tax collectors? Well, if it's constitutional law you're asking about, I'm probably the wrong person. No, I, I'm not really yeah. because the, the Constitution doesn't define right and wrong, right? When the, I, yeah, well, but when the Constitution... Hey, Ken, real, real quickly, way. real quickly, when the Constitution counted most blacks as three-fifths of a person, I didn't buy into that. Yeah. And I don't think it's something is right or wrong because it's in the Constitution. I okay. mean, for any nation around the world, throughout history, does the government have the right to conscript a human being to force him, in order to make his livelihood, to force him to become a tax collector? Well, the only way I can really answer this outside of a legal context or a moral context is this way. Right now, we have the second highest corporate tax rate in the world. Those corporate taxes that are paid... What is it, 35%? Of, is it 30, 35%? Yes, it is. All right. And the cost of doing your taxes, which was $310 billion last year for individuals and, and um, for businesses, you put those together, and, it's and a the FICA tax, it's, it's, it's a really big number. I, I realize that, but now, I, I believe... Finish. Yeah, let me go ahead, finish Ken. faster. Faster, yeah. let me finish the sentence. 
All right. And All are you those. going to address the question? Because I know we pay a lot of taxes and I know it costs a fortune, but I think it's immoral for the government to force a man to become a tax collector. I think that's fundamentally wrong. Okay. Now, can I, yeah. can I finish that? Sure. I'm going to tell you what the trade-off is. All right. That is our current system. All of those taxes are added into the price of goods in the United States of America. Right. It puts American producers at up to a 20% price disadvantage with foreign competitors. Depending on the taxes of the foreign nation. Of course, that's true. Well, that's that's obvious. That's obvious. giving taxes on goods exported to the United States and other foreign markets. Right. Hey, Ken, if, if you don't, I have like seven questions I'd like to ask you, and you're answering other questions. So well, if you I don't have... Well, I have to have, tell you, yeah. I, I can't give you a yes or no because here's what's being traded. All right. You keep a, a quarter percent of the tax you collect for the trouble of collecting the tax. Right. And, and for that, you put the Made in America label back on an equal footing with foreign competitors. There yeah. are no fair taxes exacted on business-to-business transactions. I like Made in America, but if someone tells me I am forced to work for them, I have to work for them, and they're going to pay me a pittance, that pittance doesn't assuage me. That increases my anger. How dare you force me to become a tax collector? I truly despise that, Ken. And well, I would think you rather pay twenty billion dollars a year for a hundred thousand. That's a false dichotomy. That's a false dichotomy. So why don't we well, get to the second point? Since you said you don't have you're an answer, collect money for the, for the common point. good, Pastor. It's got to be collected somewhere. A- we absolutely, you're absolutely right. All right, let me get to the second question: the cost of doing a national sales tax versus an income tax. I support a flat income tax. Now, there's a transaction cost. Economists tell us that every time you make a transaction, there's a cost to that. So the economy is going to suffer the burden of the transaction cost of taxation. With the sales tax, there's a billion sales transactions per day, a billion a day, but vastly fewer income tax transactions. There's 400 billion sales tax transactions per year, and maybe $4 billion income tax transactions. So this is a far greater cost to our economy Wrong. to keep track of billions, billions of transactions, even more than a billion a day. Uh, well, that's just wrong. I'm sorry. We currently pay $310 billion a year in compliance costs to the IRS. 120 million individual tax returns would be eliminated with the fair tax. Oh, I, I realize that the IRS is an immoral organization and it has immoral regulations. I realize that. We should do away with the IRS. What I'm talking about is the transaction cost. And I would think it's just a matter of math. You'd have to agree with me that the transaction cost on 400 billion transactions is more than on 4 billion. Well, you're discounting the idea that those transactions are taking place in the first place. No, no, All I'm not. What you're doing is changing the amount of money that's being collected well, it, and it, the re- remitting that money to the existing state sales tax authorities. That money has to be separately calculated, segregated funds. You have to have record keeping. It has to be remitted. And you have all kinds of businesses with all kinds of sophistication and experience. Some young people, some people who are not too smart but could run their own business. 
being forced to become a tax collector crushes them. They can't handle it, and they fail. I think it's unjust. to the business for the trouble of collecting the tax, and it is so far superior than the existing system. You know, you really can't analyze this in a vacuum. You have to stack it up against what we have now. Yeah, why would anyone analyze this in a vacuum? I couldn't imagine. The only fair way to measure it is to look at the transaction cost and waste with the current system. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you this, another point. It seems like a national sales tax, any sales tax, but a national sales tax of of this percentage, significantly increasing the price of the new goods that we buy, that systematically it's an enticement to fraud among strangers. Let me explain what I mean. A sales tax entices millions of strangers who briefly meet to conspire together to defraud the government, and that will fuel a much greater illicit underground activity because we all buy and sell from 100 times more people than we employ. Okay, again, let's stack it up against the current system. Yes. Today we come up $350 billion short on what is actually owed every year because it takes one person to cheat on the income taxes, the person filling out the form. If you cheat on the sales tax, and I agree some will, it takes two people. 84% of all retail sales in this country last year occurred in the big chains, the Walmarts, the Sears. Now, you're eliminating 120 million individual tax returns under the fair tax. There is actually a far smaller universe to oversee than under the income tax system. All right. Okay. Now, you. my point was this is systematically enticing strangers to commit fraud, where the income tax doesn't do that in that way. But income you, you, tax, you just cheat by leaving out some income. Absolutely. Absolutely. Individuals. But I'm talking about enticing strangers to commit fraud against the government, which increases the disrespect of government. Now, when you say that the fair tax will produce the same revenue as the income tax— the problem, the reason why so many people cheat on their taxes is because the amount of money the government is collecting is confiscatory. The biggest problem is the spending and trillions of dollars of entitlements. That's the biggest problem. So you're rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, and no. you're continuing to give the enticement to defraud the government, but now it's between strangers. Instead of a private crime, it's between strangers. Well, right now, here's the other element here, Baster. Right now, you have a trillion and a half dollar a year underground economy, cash transactions between drug dealers and their customers, prostitutes, gamblers. None of it is declared as income on federal income tax returns. When you go to a tax on consumption, the drug dealer will not collect the tax when he sells drugs. Right. But when the drug dealer goes and buys his new speedboat, he becomes an American taxpayer. Right. So do 10 to 20 million illegal immigrants. And that's the consumers. argument for all other kinds of taxes that we have. We have real estate taxes. So when you go to the store, you're paying the real estate tax, utility tax. The prostitute uses a phone. She pays a utility tax. And that doesn't get to the heart of the point that this, even though they're people who cheat on their taxes and people get paid under the table, these are employment relationships. 
You're well, multiplying you've got that by 150 100. billion dollars owed and not paid. Yeah. And some of it's cheating, most of it's confusion because the current system is so complicated. Well, that's absolutely right. So we, should have a, so we should have a flat tax, would not be complicated, be simple. You don't need the IRS. Look, no. flat tax is better. But let me tell you what is not better. The flat tax continues to hide the cost of the federal government from every taxpayer through withholding and payroll tax. Well, we should do away with withholding because that's forcing the employer okay. to be a tax so collector, which is immoral. Everybody pay their taxes quarterly, like the self-employed now. Everyone, How do you think that's going to work? Everyone faster? remits. Well, the reason there's so much fraud in taxation is because of the hundreds of billions of dollars the government takes from us in a confiscatory way. So when you guys come along and say, we're going to solve the problem, the government's still going to take the same amount of money from you, but we're going to do it differently. No, you, you've missed so the entire problem. fundamentally wrong, Pastor. Everyone gets to pay less because we broaden the taxpayer base. We're bringing in a lot of new revenue from people who today shield their income from the federal government. The amount of money the government gets is like heroin to an addict. Any and true what happens. Any I true tax any true tax solution has to dramatically decrease the amount of money the federal government gets. Otherwise so what is missing today? A check and balance on irresponsible spending and borrowing on federal officials. Now, let's take a look at postal rates. What happens when the postal service says we're going to raise the rate by a penny. We do People more email. Scream bloody murder because right. it's so visible. The cost of the federal government will be on every single sales tax receipt under the fair tax. And if the next time a congressman comes home and says, guess what, I just voted for a trillion-dollar expenditure, or here's the pork barrel I brought into the district, every single taxpayer for the first time is going to say, well, wait a minute. That's my money. Not for the first time, because millions of Americans have voted for all kinds of referendums that increase sales tax, special district tax, entertainment tax, hotel, restaurant tax, transportation tax, pop tax, every kind of tax, and they've done it a thousand times over in America. Can I ask you another question? Sure. All right, thank you. And we're talking to Ken Hoagland, author of The Fair Tax Solution. Ken, this is such an impediment to startup businesses, to young people, the poor. You mean eliminating all business taxes? No, those with less business capability, when they want to sell, they want to start up a little store and sell whatever they want to sell, power tools, I don't know what they want to sell. And now, aside from paying their suppliers and taking money and paying their rent and keeping their profits, they have to have an accounting system and they have to make sure that they are segregating these funds. If there's money in their cash register and they pay the water bill and they paid some of the tax money, then they get in a hole and pretty soon they're in desperate, desperate straits and they should have never been put upon, that burden should never have been put upon them in the first place. I really wish you would read the book, Pastor, because you just have so many wrong concepts on this. There are no fair taxes business to business. I'm You're not talking about business. I, I, I didn't taxes. imply, Ken, I didn't imply in any way there's a business to business. That well, guy that, trying that to start a business. That is a big improvement. There are no business taxes, and we're going to reduce the cost of the goods that, that the business is buying 
because we're eliminating those built-in income tax that, costs that inflate the price even on wholesale. Ken, your repeated argument sounds like this to me. A guy who says to his wife, look, shut up. I used to beat you up every week. Now I beat you up once a month. What are you complaining about? When you point out how onerous the current system is, and I point out how onerous and unjust it is to force a man to become a tax collector, you say, well, look, it's... It's, it's that bad right now. I don't care that it's that bad right now. Oh, you know, this you, is so much better. <laughs> That's what I'm really Well, saying. it's immoral. You know what Neil Bortz said on this show? Neil Bortz said, I asked him, does the government have the right to force a man to become a tax collector? And he said, well, we currently do that. So I said, is that a, is that a just answer? Is that a good answer? And he said, that is not a valid defense. That's not it. But I don't have, he didn't have any other answer. Okay, just well, like I'm you, and you, you one, guys Pastor. are the experts. Let me ask you one, Pastor. Yeah. We've spent $22 million with the smartest economists in the country to come up with a better tax system. Sounds like the people the Obama talked to. National talking. defense, yeah. for the roads, for the Social Security. Now, what do you suggest, Pastor? I suggest a flat income tax. Can I bring and up a who co- collects that? The the individuals remit their taxes to the government, and we avoid massive fraud because we're not collecting a confiscatory tax fraud. like the fair tax. How do we avoid it? We have massive because fraud. we dramatically lower the amount of tax that the government is collecting from us. Whereas the fair tax rearranges. How do you figure that? How do it's I figure? Fifteen percent rate, if I'm not mistaken, on the flat tax. No, that's on, not. No, that's not what we, what we support. Yeah, the flat a flat tax. Forbes is a fifteen percent. Right, rate and he's wrong. And, and he's wrong. You need fifteen percent to run a a government that provides entitlements like welfare and food stamps, oh, no, and no. healthcare, and so on. Fifteen percent on top of the fifteen percent, which most people don't understand about a flat tax, is seven point six percent. For Social Security and Medicare. Right. If you're uh, self-employed, Steve, it's 15.3%. Steve Forbes, we do not support Steve Forbes in any way, manner, or form. A flat, that's the flat tax. That, that's his flat tax. That's not a, a for example, you, you greeted me as pastor. I appreciate that, Ken Hoagland. That's well, not a biblical. That's Yeah, I am. I am. Thank you very much. That's not a biblical flat tax. In the Bible, God describes a flat tax of 10% as... A crime. 10%. If the government is taking 10% from you, it's like the government is committing a crime. So when you guys say, we have the solution, we've been working on this for 25 years, we're going to collect the same amount of money, only collect it a different way, that's like telling the mafia when you kill people, do it differently. I've explained to you how we're going to have really consumer pressure to reduce federal spending. Because people I will see it. I believe the will of the people dictating public policy. I do not at all. What because do you the, say? Right. I don't believe What do that, you say to the elderly listeners? I'm sorry. We don't have enough money to pay your Social Security. We shouldn't, have take, we shouldn't have taken that money from them in the first place by force. But we have. Let me ask you a couple... Dependent. Let me ask you a couple more questions. But what do we say to them? Let, let me ask you a couple more questions. I'm sorry, we made a mistake 50 years ago? We should not have forced them to put in that money. That's absolutely right. Ken, Don't let me ask you this. About the poor, you guys exempt the poor, right? It will hurt the poor. You know, they need to be able to walk down the street with their head held high. And when the poor don't have ownership in our society, 
when they don't pay the same percent as everyone else as they do with a flat income tax. They so will they're only, pay the same percent. No, they don't. They get twenty-seven thousand of cost of living tax free. Twenty-three percent on every purchase. The prebate check goes to every American household. Right, but the poor, they don't, it's calculated so that the poor don't pay taxes, and that's going to hurt them. That's not going to help them. You create an entitlement attitude, and that hurts everyone, let alone the poor. It practically enslaves the, the poor. man who wants to start his business, who is poor. He wants to start a laundromat or an air conditioning repair business. Right now, under the first dollar that he earns, not income taxes, he will pay 15.3% off the top in Social Security and Medicare taxes and 7.65% off the first dollar for every employee's wages that he's paid, every dollar right. of wages he's Ken, paying. you need to say that to a different talk show host who defends our current system, not to me. Well, that is keeping the poor you are exactly right, and your solution takes respect away from the poor. If they earn 22000 a year, they should pay their fair share. Last question. If you have a sales tax, then the government has this conflict of interest where they will obsessively encourage people to spend and borrow so their revenues go up. And so the government has this terrible influence on our economy. You point to the IRS. We need to eliminate the IRS— but you don't need to introduce this incredible layer of difficulty on millions of more people with a national sales tax. You You're eliminate the, the IRS. Register. What could be simpler than that? Well, not to millions of businessmen who are forced to be tax collectors. That is well, not what simple. What do you suggest as an alternative? A flat income tax. Paid to a 100,000-person federal bureaucracy that... No, no, you do away with the IRS. so complex, they can't understand it. No, uh, right, you do away with the IRS code because it's a flat income tax. You do away with the IRS, and 100 million households pay their flat income tax of 5% the same way they pay their mortgage every month and their water bill. No accelerated depreciation on your equipment purchases. No nonprofit status for churches. Amen. Amen. Because that only gives a gag order on pastors and we're who are told they 10, can't 12, talk. We're going we're to make it less than about 10% politics. and explain to the senior citizens. The that senior I'm citizens sorry. will be ecstatic to have lived their lives with double their income in a flat income tax of 5%. The senior citizens will be ecstatic that their children's income will double. Social Security checks. Praise yeah. God. Praise God. Because it's wrong for the government to say, we know better than you. We're going to take money from you for your whole life so that we can give it back in dribs and drabs when you're old. And now that we've taken it, we're going to give you nothing back. We're out of time. Ken Hoagland, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Okay, and Ken's website, KenHoagland.com. Ken, H-O-A-G-L-A-N-D.com. The book is The Fair Tax Solution by Ken Hoagland. We do a show on taxes about once every five years, and we try to get the people, the leaders in the country who are advocating a fair tax solution. In the Bible, God deals with the problem, the task of collecting revenue for a central need, a budget. In the Bible, it's for the priesthood. And God imposes an income tax, a flat tax, an income tax. 
And so God in the Bible has looked at this question, and he has said the most effective way to collect equally from everyone is a flat income tax. So when folks come along and say, well, we think a national sales tax is better, right away we wonder, well, wait a minute, that's not the way God did it. So rather than just support it because we don't like the IRS, let's look at it. Is it really moral to force a man to be a tax collector? No, it's not. Maranatha, what a great school. Our website is kgov.com. The murderers on death row today should be executed. Excuse me, what did he just say? My name's Doug McBurney, and I heard Bob Enyart say just that in 1995, and I've been listening ever since. I found out that the death penalty is at the heart of the gospel and that Christianity and justice need not be mutually exclusive. A video titled God and the Death Penalty is available today at kgov.com. God and the Death Penalty examines God's ideas about justice. You'll learn the New Testament verses affirming the death penalty and understand why God never repealed capital punishment. Find out God's opinion. Order God and the Death Penalty today at kgov.com. That's God and the Death Penalty at kgov.com.